From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Friday, August 13th. I'm Sarah Reif. With fire season and drought well underway, PG&E is hard at work on the 1,800 miles of enhanced vegetation management it plans to finish by the end of the year. The company is responding to wildfire threat by limbing and cutting down trees and any other vegetation its arborists deem present a possible danger to its infrastructure. Kathy Monroe of Redwood Valley is a longtime member of the California Native Plant Society and an original member of the Mendocino County Climate Action Advisory Committee. This week, she looked out over an area near the intersection of Road A and Highway 20 in Redwood Valley, which had been cleared in May. It's such a wide swath of a barren ground now where there used to be vegetation. And then it's heartbreaking to see this cleared so much. But at the same time, for climate change, the big problem is fossil fuel use. And we need our electricity so we can have electric cars and all kinds of other things. So it's one of those things where one problem solves, becomes multiplied. The reason the utilities are clearing this is because of wildfires, which I have personally experienced a few years ago. And so I understand that, but it seems like we have to do, be taking actions to counteract this action. Eileen Mitro is another member of the California Native Plant Society. She's also a co-founder of Climate Action Mendocino. Listening to her and Monroe talk about the pileup of environmental disasters caused by attempted solutions reminds me of that nursery rhyme about the woman who swallowed a fly, then larger and larger animals to solve the original problem. That story doesn't end well. The climate scientists are pretty strong and unanimous in saying that we're going to have shorter rainy seasons. We're already seeing that. We don't see rain till usually uh, significant rain until the end of December, maybe into January. And the thought is we will get uh, significant rain, but in a shorter period. What's going to happen with this land? I'm looking out on this pretty steep slope and it's going to pour down rain. What's going to happen? Are we going to lose roads? Are we going to lose egress, ingress? Um, As Kathy said, one problem solved, many more problems um, show up. Forested land is able to um, allow the rains to come and permeate so that it actually helps replace our aquifers. Um, And this land, the water will just pour off. There'll be sedimentation and we'll lose the water. It'll just sluice out, um, polluting rivers. I was also thinking about what's going to come in here, what will seed itself, Um, because I I know that disturbed lands bring in a lot of thistle, star thistle, Italian thistle, and not sure what else, and highly flammable French broom. (laughs) Yes, exactly, French broom. And what's that going to do to the habitat here. Um, It's certainly not going to sequester much carbon, and it's going to seed and spread all over. Back in June, I visited the site with Estelle Clifton, a licensed professional forester. She noticed the almost complete lack of vegetation remaining along the banks of a small seasonal tributary to the Russian River. In this location, in addition to uh, the steep slopes, there is concern with having no vegetation left along the stream corridor and again uh, intercepting the rain's energy and creating a filter strip um, for uh, storm events. So what is the effect that you anticipate on this small watershed or this small section of the watershed? 
You know, it kind of depends on the kinds of events we get and what revegetates, and but also um, what the soil types are and how how susceptible they are to erosion problems. There are some seemingly existing geologic issues within this clear cut on extremely steep slopes going through some watercourses. In June, PG&E spokeswoman Deanna Contreras said that a substantial amount of vegetation was left near the waterways to help protect water resources in the area, and that the protection measures we applied precluded the need for a water quality permit. I took another look at the same waterway with Monroe and Mitro this week. They left a little bit of willow, which isn't a great carbon sequestration tree compared to an oak, but at least it's a little bit of buffer that might hold back some sedimentation. But like Eileen said, the predictions are we're going to have rains that are like these dumping atmospheric rivers that will hang in there and just, yeah, have the potential for much more damage. And it looks like some of that willow is dead. It doesn't look as green as it did a few months ago. Well, it's getting scorched. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. It's, it's, it's really hard for... Um, vegetation to reestablish when they're kind of blasted with this kind of heat that we're getting now too. And so that willow needed the shade from the taller trees in order to keep it safe basically. Right and I'm sure that whatever moisture was in that water course has been uh, evaporating out more quickly. Mitro has a long list of native plants she thinks would be appropriate for the area starting with blue oaks which are slow growing and sequester a lot of carbon. Oh, monkey flowers and native, California fuchsia, um, redbud, yarrow, buckwheat, um, woolly blue curls is a wonderful plant. <laughs> I'd love to see a bunch of those. Everyone loves pretty flowers, but landscaping choices aren't just aesthetic anymore. We have a very short window to um, make some changes now, or we're really going to see some horrible changes that's going to make this planet unlivable. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.